Okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to apologize in advance, you guys, because I worked all day and um, I'm unhinged. We were like manic at like four o'clock, literally everybody at work. So I'm so sorry for what's about to happen. Yeah, I also have had a very long couple of days and I have one of the worst migraines of my entire life and I've had it for like four days now. So I've transcended being a real person at this point. Yeah, do you want to know how I know that we're um, on a hit? We haven't even introduced ourselves yet. So, what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. <laughs> and what's up, bitches? <laughs> this is Morgan. And this is it's Bitches and murders. and murders. That was not even remotely close. It's fine. Really? I feel like that looks spot on to me. Oh, does it? I think so. We'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Tell me what we're talking about today. We have an interesting case, kind of, sort of. So the actual details well, are pretty so. straightforward, but there's some weird sciencey bullshit that I get to talk about. And you know how much I love my weird sciencey bullshit. You so know, I love weird sciencey bullshit, so I'm into it. Without further ado, because everything I've read about this case has had like not old English, but like that early like 1930s English. So, doing great. That shit can get really dense. Oh my god, so dense. But without further ado, uh, we are going to talk about Haley Latham Illingworth. Excuse me? It's a name. <laughs> so That's, That is a name. That is true. <laughs> So, Miss Haley was born on January 8th, 1901, uh, to a pretty standard American family. Um, everything I could find just described them as, like, a hardworking farm cu- couple from, like, Greenville, Kentucky. So, Ooh, good know. old Kentucky. Yeah. Um, that's not where our case happens, though. Sorry to burst your oh. bubble there, but we're we leaving Kentucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> Miss Haley wanted a better life for herself so she did what all americans did and she went west because for some reason we decided that was where the better life was i don't know so she went west after two failed marriages (laughs) girl i feel it Uh, and about 1934 is where she finds herself in Port Angeles, Washington. So we left Kentucky, but we brought it to Twilight. <laughs> right? They talk about going to Port Angeles, right? I think they do, actually. That okay. does sound really familiar. Yeah. Isn't that like where they go shopping or whatever? That sounds right. Yeah. Watch, we're going to be like so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Look, it's in the same well, state. <laughs> I know some real Twilight diehard is going to be like, actually, you guys suck. And we're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm already aware. (laughs) So in Port Angeles is where she starts working as a waitress at the Lake Crescent Tavern, which I think is now the Lake Crescent Lodge because nobody uses the word tavern anymore. Um, And here is where she meets Monty Illingworth. Uh, who was a truck driver that was quote unquote a ladies man? Quote unquote. Allegedly. <laughs> I love the way you said that. I don't I don't know if you've met many truck drivers and my friends that are truck drivers, I 
so sorry if you're going to take this personally, but like I've never met a truck driver that I would describe as like a ladies man. I would describe them as like sluts. <laughs> I was eating a sucker and I basically <laughs> choked. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, sorry. Um, anyway, so these two get married on June 16th of 1936. Aw. Hmm. No. <laughs> there is no mm. uh, apparently it was quite the uh, no <laughs> no um, the volatile relationship look at me using my big words Ooh. Uh, there were quite a few reports of her showing up to work with bruises all over her like face and her arms Ooh. and about five months into their marriage the cops were called to their house to break up a fight between the two of them I don't I don't like that for her. No, we any of that for her. We hate it for her. Um so that's that's kind of the picture we're painting. Uh to detail how unhinged I am right now. Uh my next bullet point is oh she gone. <laughs> Please tell me she leaves and runs far away. You do know that our podcast is called Bitches and Murders, right? <laughs> I did forget about that. <laughs> we don't talk about living people honey bunches we talk about dead people that's, I honestly did not think that's where this was going <laughs> I don't know why I just assumed she was the murderer I didn't even question it <laughs> to be fair I'll, I'll give it to you because of the last episode that I did that was also an abusive relationship but and it, she it killed would him. not be our first killer couple either that's true no, um, December 21st of 1937, Haley goes missing. Mm. She gone. Um, Monty told their friends and family that she run up. Run- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why was that going to come out like that? I don't know. I heard you stop yourself like <laughs> mid-syllable. <laughs> She done run off with another man. Ran. She ran off with another man. I don't think I'm gonna know why I even try to eat during this. Like, I'm gonna (laughs) fucking die. (laughs) Yeah, so he told everybody that she ran off with another man, and then he uh, moved to California with a woman that he had met in Port Angeles that he was allegedly cheating on Hallie with. So. So he's just like a giant piece of shit. He's all a real winner, honestly. I don't know why you don't like him. <laughs> Can't think of any reason. Not a single no. one. Ma'am, we have dated worse. <laughs> honestly? Yeah, we have. We've dated um, better, but we've definitely dated worse. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> any users? Why did I say that? <gasps> I didn't even have to see your face to know exactly what face you were making. Uh, So that's kind of just where things lie. She's gone. Nobody has heard or seen from her. What? What? (laughs) I'm loving this, honestly. (laughs) I'm having the time of my life. I'm so glad one of us is. (laughs) I don't even want to know where it's going to be 
when I try to talk at this point. No one has seen or heard from her. For fuck's sake. And he has toddled off to California with his mistress. And that brings us to July 6th of 1940, which is three years after she goes missing. Because I know. I'm also having to keep reminding myself <laughs> that this, like, took place a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, like, modern technology. Well, and there's also some fuckery about why she- it took so long. But I, we will get there. <laughs> I'll be I patient. I promised sciencey bullshit, and I will supply sciencey bullshit. I promise. This isn't like that time that you promised there was cannibals. It was one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm never bringing it up again. <laughs> so on July sixth of nineteen forty, um. We have a pair of brothers who are fishing at Crescent Lake uh, in the Olympic National Park in Washington. Um, And if you haven't looked up pictures of Crystal Crescent Lake, fuck me sideways. (sighs) Crescent Lake. um, I recommend that you do because this place is gorgeous and it has been added to my bucket list. It's so pretty. Not Camp Crystal Lake, which is where my brain was trying to go. Crescent. Crescent Lake. <laughs> I'm doing fine, guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to go to Crystal Lake, honestly. <laughs> this one I'll try, though. <laughs> yeah, so they were fishing, um, and one of the brothers spots, like, a floating object kind of close to the shoreline um, and points it out and is like, dude, what is that? And his brother's like, it's probably a deer. Like, don't even worry about it. Um, and the other brother's like, no, I'm going to go investigate because that man has no sense of self-preservation and honestly same i get it it. i was like me absolutely Um, but they do not find a deer they find the body of a woman uh wearing a green dress and wrapped in two gray striped blankets i'm i'm assuming this is our this is our girl i don't know is it it is We'll get there. I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Um, so she gets taken to the county mortuary, which is no longer open. I mean, there's a mortuary in this counter, but this specific one is no longer open, which is why I'm not going to say the name because it's also moot point. Sad. I always feel like I'm always so happy when like remains are discovered because it's like one step to closure, finding out mm-hmm. what happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but like I always feel bad when it's a situation like that where people just kind of like innocent people who are just minding their own business kind of like stumble on that Mm -hmm. because like those poor guys probably are gonna have like lifelong trauma from that like I'm glad that she was found and we can take steps in the right direction but so the fortunate unfortunate part of them finding her because remember this is three years after the fact um is that she was perfectly preserved. Her body was described as being white as marble. Um, and like her clothes were really well preserved and like everything was pretty well intact. Um please so, tell me it's what I think it is. Yes, it is what you think oh, it is. Oh thank fucking god. <laughs> oh thank God. Um so the coroner estimated her to be about in her thirties. Um and even one of the like medical students that was part of this like 
recalled that there was no like real smell or decay from the body, um, which is part of why it took so long to get her identified because they couldn't really pinpoint how long she had been dead for. Right. It's like, are we looking like <clears throat> two days ago or mm-hmm. two years ago or? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Because it's sure. been what you said, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Especially in water. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to say the man's name, but I'm going to say the man's name. So the medical student that did a lot of her art autopsy is um, Harlan McNutt. I I really I thought it was going to be like a like a Polish name or something, just something like no. complicated. Just no, <laughs> that's not at I all wish. what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Harlan did a lot of kind of her exam and noted that the upper part of her face and her upper lip and like her nose were gone. Um, And they think that was because her like kind of the tip of her face and her hands had been exposed at some point. Right, Um, like out of the the water. Yeah, because the tips of her fingertips were also gone. So they weren't able to get fingerprints, which is the second part of why. Yeah, which is the second part of why it took so long for them to figure out who she was. I was wondering um, if it was going to be something like that or if it was going to be like like they were just slightly like swollen or just slightly you know like distorted from mm-hmm. being in the water. Yeah. Um No. <laughs> it was just cuz her fingertips were gone. Um I don't know why I said that with such conviction. No. 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 <laughs> Obviously, um, it's cuz her fingertips were gone. <laughs> um so the, the autopsy kind of showed that she met a pretty violent death. Her neck was bruised and discolored and her chest showed a lot of like evidence of extensive hemorrhaging. Um, so they determined that she had been beaten and strangled to death. Why did my voice give up? To death. There we go. <laughs> oh, so- that, that <laughs> shit makes me so angry. I know that like strangulation maybe isn't like the flashiest or like coolest heavy mm-hmm. sarcasm uh way to kill but like they it always just makes me extra angry or like people who like beat other people to death it's like mm-hmm. it's bad enough that you're gonna fucking kill someone but you're also gonna make them go through all of that like you can't just if you're gonna fucking kill someone you can't just at least just like shoot them mm-hmm. and like get like fast quick <laughs> Yeah. Fuck these people. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. So, <clears throat> sorry, hold on. My voice is being stupid. Anyhow, okay. It's okay if you want to cry about it. <laughs> no. Um, I was like, it would not be the first time. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Um, so yeah, so obviously we can identify her via her fingertips. However, uh, fortunately for the true crime community... Uh, she had a six tooth bridge made of like gold in her like on the upper cavity. I don't even there know how much that cost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously this is a really unique dental piece. Like that's not something that everybody's gonna have. Like that's a very specific dental problem. I'm sure as um, fuck don't have that. <laughs> Definitely not made of gold either. Yeah. 
I mean, the 1940s, that's what they usually used for dental implants. Yeah, but honestly, gold was not that much cheaper back then. It was a little bit cheaper, but it was yeah. still pretty expensive, I feel like. Uh, I mean, if you're in Washington and you're like in that gold mine area, is it really that expensive? That's Oh, I just forget she was in Washington. Yeah. Uh, so they took pictures of this like little dental piece and it circulated to more than 5,000 dentists, which is impressive. Yeah, that's a um, lot for that, that time period. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after a year and a half, a dentist in Folkton recognized it immediately and identified it as being Haley's. Yeah. yeah, I'm really sorry. I was really sitting on that for a while. I'm like, that is really impressive. That's that's, that's a wide investigation for that. That's really fortunate for because I was thinking, really thinking about the time period. Because I was like, man, that's a lot of people. I'm like, are there that many dentists like nowadays? Like, I feel like there's a lot of dentists, but are there like that? That's a lot. <laughs> And I, even back then, like, I'm sure there was a lot less dentists back then than there are now. Obviously, yeah. most people didn't take care of their teeth super well back then. Yeah. Well, and they were also throwing a wide net, too. So, like, this isn't just 5,000 dentists in Washington. This is 5,000 dentists across the country. But um, even then, that's still that's even... just a lot of dentists. Holy <laughs> shit. Because even then, like, Crescent Lake was kind of a touristy thing. And there was a case of a woman from Chicago going missing in that area so they like they cast a very wide net this is genuinely one of the only cases i've ever heard where i'm like like police work actually like impressed me (laughs) i'm like okay yeah like you really fucking tried you put Mm -hmm. in a lot of work on that Mm -hmm. respect with an identification uh investigators immediately (laughs) and i do mean immediately look at her husband and go uh yeah it's that guy hey guy (laughs) the fuck so they question him and he tells them that the last time he saw her was december around christmas time was his original story um and then he backtracked it and uh, told them like December 21st 22nd ish um because she worked and then went back home to wait for him and he went to a party in Port Townsend is yeah because why not great he's an awesome (sighs) guy yeah and (laughs) so this is where we really start just kind of tearing into Monty um when investigators originally found him he was like oh you know like this is all fine like i haven't seen her since around like christmas time she like ran off with another man um and i got an interlock interlocutory divorce decree which is a really fancy way of saying like it's a divorce filing where it's like hey the other party is not present but we don't know that the other party is dead so tentatively you're divorced however if any new details come up then we can rescind the divorce decree interesting like it, it's an it's an official unofficial divorce does that make sense divorce with 
rules. <laughs> yeah. So like if like if you and I got married and then I went missing and you wanted to marry somebody else, you would file one of these and be like, hey, I haven't seen her in five years, but we're technically married, but I've moved on and I want to marry this person. They would file an interlocutory divorce decree. And if I ever show up again, I can be like, no, I never agreed to this. And they will rescind the divorce decree and make us go through like an official filing process. And it's very complicated. That's like a very, 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 very basic descriptor. There we go. There's the word. (laughs) Okay. So he gets arrested for her murder because quite a few people were like, look, she came to work with bruises all the time. They got in a lot of fights over like alcohol and him being unfaithful. Um, The police were called at one point to break up one of their fights. Like, nah. And so they saw that as like reasonable suspicion so he got arrested goes to trial um he (laughs) he says the stupidest shit during this court trial um and doesn't keep a consistent story so but he like stays on the theme of like she left and i never saw her again and she just she just left me and then the prosecution brings up the topic of abuse and how many people were saying that, like, hey, this guy sucks. <laughs> you're like, yeah, like you suck. And <laughs> during the trial, he admitted that it was normal for them to get into physical altercations and would, like, he quote said, I struck Hallie. She also struck me, but I never beat her up and I did not kill her. Why, bro? Why do guys <laughs> like that? <laughs> always go to the defense of like well she hit me she hit me back like Ooh, i don't well, first of all i don't believe you second of all if she did it was probably reactive yeah. um third of all you're like four times her fucking size yeah it's always it's not equivalent it's always the dude that has like 200 pounds on the girl that's like oh well she hit me back yeah and it probably felt like a whisper in the wind and i and i just want to <laughs> put this out there that i'm not saying that men cannot be abused because yeah. i've witnessed even some men in my own life get physically abused by a woman so i'm not saying that like women cannot hurt men mm-hmm. but i am saying that that is a lot of very abusive men first reaction and it's not very valid 99 yeah. of the time no it's so ridiculous <sighs> and <laughs> i Honestly, I love the prosecutor in this case because he, like, really tried to get Monty, like, ra- like riled up. And at one point, he, like, straight up just asked Monty, he's like, why do you hate Hallie so much? And he was like, no, I don't hate her. And the prosecution was like, so then why did you beat her? It's like, damn. Damn. That is one way to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, this prosecution did not come to fuck around. Thank also, God, it was, honestly, though, like that's how you need to be with people like that. Yeah. Also, it was the 1940s, so you know they were allowed to be a little bit more crass than we're allowed to be now. <laughs> True, they had a little, little more freedom than we. There do. was uh, not as much decorum. <laughs> I just like, could you imagine watching that trial go down and like a lawyer just walks up to some guy and is like, "So why did you hate your wife?" And he's like, "No, no, I didn't hate my wife." And he's like, "Okay, cool." 
If you didn't hate her, then why did you beat her? Damn. I think, too, back then, like, it's a lot easier to say a little bit more out-of-pocket shit when you know that there's no way you can get recorded. True. People weren't, like, casually recording shit like that back then. Like, it was not a risk. Like, I mean, honestly... If somebody said that in a trial now, I think I would applaud them and be like, yeah, you go, you get him. You tell him. He hated you her. Tell, you tell him. <laughs> tell him. I'm rooting him on. Um, so the prosecution puts forward this theory that Monty strangled Hallie somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m. December 22nd. Um, and then put her body in the trunk of his car and drove to Crescent Lake to dispose of her. And he does end up getting convicted of said murder. Would you like to know the piece of evidence that tied him to said murder? Uh, yes. I love it. I do. So her body was tied up with rope, which is part of why it was discovered because that rope had kind of degenerated and so her body float to this deteriorated no float floated float Flo- oh you said degenerated <laughs> oh fuck me sideways i thought that's what you were correcting no i was so focused on what is the proper tense of float floated that doesn't yeah, feel it right floated up to the surface i hate it anyway um <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to point No, it's fine. I my brain is not well. Um so this rope was found on Hallie. Haley? Oh my god, what am I doing? Anyway, so the manager of this um the distributing company that Monty drove for lent him the rope. And the manager, whose name is Earl, love it, we love Earl, uh, went on the stand and testified that that is the fact, in fact, the rope that he lent Monty. And he was like, he never returned it. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to get mad and then we're going to have some sciencey bullshit. So Monty was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. He only Good. served nine years before he was paroled yeah. and lived in California until 1975 when he died. Better. <laughs> we got worse before we got better. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. So, are you ready for the science bullshit that I promised you? Yes, please. Okay. So, um, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you will recall a couple minutes ago uh, when I said that the body was white as marble and almost perfectly preserved that is because it underwent a um scientific process called saponification 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 um and saponification oh my god i'm unwell oh i'm trying so Saponification is an event that occurs um, where a body undergoes chemical changes that kind of transform the fat into a substance called adipocere. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, it changes the lipids, the adipose yeah. cells. Um, so adipose here is a byproduct of decomp, and it's usually referred to as like grave wax or corpse wax. And for it to form, the body has to be in an anaerobic anaerobic environment, which just means oxygen deprived, and like a very specific pH. And as it turns out, Crescent Lake is an anaerobic environment with this very specific pH. (laughs) So when he dumped her there, her body underwent saponification and became perfectly preserved with, you know, the exception of her face being beaten in. And so that was was prior anyway. Yeah. And so that is why it took them partially so long to identify her was because there was no way of knowing like did you die two months ago or did you die two years ago if you want a visual for saponification it always makes me think of those um like if you go to an occult store and they have those little people candles (laughs) same principle just inside wax (laughs) yeah no it's honestly it's really I didn't know that the body could do that. Like I didn't, I like I knew about adipose here, but I didn't link it. Cause like, I, I know what these two things are individually, right? Like I know about corpse rot wax and I know about saponification because saponification is just how you make soap. I did not know that the two could coexist. <laughs> and I think it's I think so fascinating. Well, and it happens so rarely. It's not yeah. like a super wildly common thing. I also found out that the scientific community is at an impasse about whether or not saponification counts as mummification. See, okay, I think the difference, and I don't know the answer to this, so I'm just prefacing that by saying I don't know the answer, um, is that, like, okay, so, like, with a mummy, like, Mm -hmm. the mummy's all wrapped up and in the coffin and all that stuff. If you take it out... It, like it's gonna not start decomposing like obviously you know if you expose it to harsh winds or something that crushes it or temperature crazy whatever you know obviously that stuff can destroy it but like it's not gonna decompose any mm-hmm. farther where like when you crack open that that like fatty outer wax would the body start decomposing then because if it does start decomposing then then i would say it's not mummified you know what I mean? Because it's not actually preserved. It's just like temporarily preserved until something breaks that outer layer. But if you break the outer layer and then it doesn't decompose farther, then I would say it was mummified. I I think the argument can be made that it would be because for um for adipose here to happen, it goes through like a form of hydrolysis, which is pulling all of the water away from that fatty tissue. And without any sort of like, like any sort of water for bacteria to thrive on, it's not like it's going to be inhospitable. So none of the bacteria is going to be able to push it further through decomp. So then if it doesn't decompose, then I, I would also be on the side of its mummification. But, but I also don't know. I don't. 
<laughs> I also don't know how to Google that without sending the FBI <laughs> to my house. Right? I already Googled so much questionable stuff. I don't know how to deep dive. Like, if I <laughs> preserve a body in wax, its own wax, um, and then I crack it open, will they then decompose? Well, is it... <sighs> Inquiring minds need to know. Yeah. I think I think it depends, right? Because saponification affects the tissue on a molecular level. And I, th- I think it would just depend on how deep that molecular change goes. Because if I can just scrape all of the wax off of the body, but then I don't know. Yeah, I feel, I don't actually know. Like, how how long does it take to go through saponification? I mean, I, that's probably variable. It probably depends on the specific environment. As far as I'm aware, there's only two cases of corpses being naturally saponified. Yeah, they'd be right. a word. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and the, the one before Haley was like 1849, I think. Yeah, that's that is a while ago. That's not a lot of that's not a lot of data. I'm kind of glad I didn't Google it. There was definitely uh, not going to be an answer, probably. Saponification. Oh, even better. Earlier than that. Because her her body was delivered to the um, Mutter Museum in 1874. So she died before that. And they obviously autopsied her. So like a while like obviously. ago. So that must mean that once she had been cut into that she did not decompose because mm-hmm. yeah, obviously they would have cut into her. So, But yeah, so there's my science bullshit. She went through saponification and nobody can agree on whether or not that's technically mummification or not. You're welcome for that useless debate that's not going to happen in your head. I love that. I love <laughs> Gabe texting me. He's like, he's like at a bar eating a burger. And I'm like sitting here eating my pasta, arguing on whether or not <laughs> saponification is also mummification. <laughs> I was like, we are living very different I lives f- today. <laughs> I feel like the argument could be made in either direction. I really, I re- like, okay, now no- that I know that she is still preserved i'm leaning on mummification because like i said as long as you can dissect without decomp yeah then i think it's mummification because she's clearly still preserved even though like that wax seal has been broken yeah i mean that's this body's from 1874 um Haley was oh sorry the yes yeah whoever whoever's body it is (laughs) that's preserved yeah, like that one's from 1874, and that one looks rough. Um, but Haley was described as, like, her skin was, like, white as marble, and it was pretty intact. But there's no real way of knowing, because she was buried in an unmarked grave, and then when they identified her, she was exhumed 
and then reburied. So I don't, we don't, we don't know what her body looks like. And nobody's going to exhume that for scientific reasons because that would be it, really disrespectful. They <laughs> right, like they, they definitely should not. Yeah. Um, you want to know what I didn't look up that we're going to look up live? Why the fuck did he only do nine years? <laughs> Ugh, I can't find any reasoning. The only thing I can think of is that, like, they didn't charge him with first degree murder. They charged him with second degree because they found they felt like the jury felt like it was a crime of passion and not premeditated, which I guess I can kind of see the argument there. But, like, still, you sentenced him to life and then you paroled him after nine years. Like, what the fuck? I feel like. I hate it. I also feel like the the claim that like premeditated or not, I feel like it should also take into account like what you did afterwards. It's like, okay, if you killed them in a fit of passion, but then you like immediately called the cops or so or had someone call the cops to try to get them an ambulance or something, like that's a little different than you just like tying her up in some blankets, throwing her in a lake pretending you didn't know you know what i mean like all of that took a lot of forethought like even if you didn't think out the actually murdering her part like you put a lot of thought in all the parts that came afterwards (laughs) feels like that should count for something that is my case um i'm gonna wrap this up because i have to pee really bad uh so yeah stay spooky um but not so spooky that your body goes through saponification or maybe do maybe be the third person but maybe don't because if you went through saponification that means that you got dumped somewhere so maybe maybe not that spooky yeah not that spooky (laughs) none of none of that i none of that and no more throwing bodies in the lake okay (laughs) especially not that lake don't throw bodies in any lake but that's definitely not the lake to do it in. Right. Um, stay not spooky, help your but not so spooky that you kill your wife. Stop that. Stop killing wives, guys. Come on. This feels like such a low ask from relationships. The bar is six feet S- under the ground. So low. I see what you did there. Please Stop. Killing your significant other. <laughs> men, specifically. <laughs> only talking to men. <laughs> 25% of men of our demographic who are men. I'm speaking directly to you. Stop killing your wives. Uh, yeah. And also, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you don't follow us on all of the things that are conveniently li- listed in our Beacons page. Not that fucking spooky. <laughs> Also, I'm going to let you wrap this up because I literally feel like I'm going to beat my pants. <laughs> yes, by all means. Run. Go. Flee. Um, yes, like she said, all of our things can be found conveniently right on the Beacons page, which is just bitches and writers. Um, that has our TikTok, our Patreon, Instagram, etc., etc. You know what social media is. You have social media. Um, so, yeah keep it spooky and you'll definitely want to check out the next one because she is not ready when she comes back and she has to sit through this shit let me fucking tell you